How's everybody doing? Coming to you from my house right here. Good to see all of you guys on YouTube, podcast. What's going on? It is a good day to be alive. It's exciting what God is doing. Come on. We don't have to be famous to be powerful. We don't have to be famous to do what God has asked us to do. As prophetic people, as kingdom people with the presence of God. Recently, I ran into an influential person that opened up a strategic door. Super excited about this door. Keeping the name and details private to protect the innocent, all of that good stuff. But you know what they said? Keith, I can open this door to you because you're not famous. So you can go through that door without kind of you know, getting on people's radar. Now, here I am doing YouTube. You can see me. Maybe there's random people on here that can see me. Maybe you're on podcast. You can hear me. But you know what? I so love it. So, I mean, it's not like I nobody knows me. I mean, there's people that know me. I'm known where I should be known. But I love this. It just touched my heart because it's a super significant door that God is opening up. And it's like 2 Kings 9. It's like the 007 prophet is being... Coming to, to the earth. 007 prophet is coming to the earth. 2 Kings 9, the unknown prophet who nobody knew except Elisha knew him. He was in the company of prophets, but he wasn't famous. His name wasn't even written in the Bible, but he was powerful. He was teachable, and he could have the word of the Lord put in his mouth, and he could speak to the next king of Israel and prophesy to him what God wanted to say to that king. And that king was... And Jehu, the commander, became king and he took out Jezebel. He went crazy with the word of the Lord, the fire of God on him. So I just want you to recognize it, embrace it, who you are. You don't got to be famous in the world. Uh, recently, I was at an event and I'm, I know that I teach things with a lot of authority in, 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 the, in the subject matter of that particular event. I, I, I have a huge authority in that event, but I wasn't up there speaking. It could poke me a little bit. I'm like, man, why aren't I up there speaking? But I recognize God is good at what he does. He has certain reasons for doing what he does. He might have an assignment that requires you to be a little more under the radar. Or he might have an assignment that requires you to be like an Elijah, like your word is coming to all of Israel. Samuel's word came to all of Israel. Samuel was known as the national prophet. Elijah was known as a national prophet. There might be a reason for you to be a prophet for the nation. Or under the radar, but it doesn't matter. Like embrace the assignment. What's the assignment that God has for you? And it's celebrate it. And as you celebrate it, God will do something amazing for you. Hey, I want to talk to you today about something uh, just a little bit different than this, but something super special it has to do with the prophetic grace, the prophetic mandate. Uh, we're, we're, we're all supposed to carry Joel chapter 2, the spirit of prophecy. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. We should all be prophesying, hearing God for ourselves and for others. Woo, come on. It's an amazing, it's what, it's the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. In the new covenant, the prophet's role is to equip everyone else that they are connected to, to hear and see God like they do. That's the job. That's how you know you're a prophet. You could be, you could be just as, close to the Lord and not be a prophet. Be highly prophetic and not be a prophet. The difference is assignment. Prophet, they're there to hear God and learn to connect with God, but to help others connect with God. To equip the saints to do what they do. 
That's the only difference. It kind of helps me recognize, instead of us being like, oh, wow, they're a prophet. Whoa, I, I can never be like them. No, you can do just what God wants you to do if you're not a prophet. If you're highly prophetic, if you're a saint that can hear God's voice, if you're an emerging prophet, if you're a, if you're a company prophet, I mean, there are levels of the pro- of prophets, I like called prophet, co- you know, emerging prophet, company prophet, office prophet, father, mother prophet. Like, there's, there's, there's some other tiers even there. Like, for so often we just lop everybody into that one category. But I just want us to see there's tiers. But you can be powerful at every tier. You can fulfill God's assignment because you got to know what God's assignment is wherever you're at. That's all you got to do. Makes it, makes, makes it sort of exciting for me. But one of the roles of prophets, Malachi 4, is, is uh, the, if you want to walk in the spirit of Elijah, whether you're a prophet or not, Malachi 4, to restore the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the parents. And this is something that I've been sharing with you guys recently on several of these last uh, conversations we've had. But I, I was, I, <clears throat> my grandpa, my grandpa Llewellyn, I have, I have his book right here. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. I was talking to mentor and friend Dan McCollum, and I was talking to him about this, this, this healing. This is like a healing, this healing scriptures. My grandpa called it healing and deliverance scriptures, but in reality, I mean, it's more focused to me on healing. This is, this is what this is focused on. And so anyways, this booklet, my grandpa used to print them out maybe 500 at a time. He'd just go to the printer and print them out and they, they'd be about this they'd be maybe a foot tall and or maybe a little less and they're they're like you know they're bigger than the the, the size that i have in my hand right now if you're watching the youtube uh, but the size of my hand is is definitely smaller than what my grandpa printed out my grandpa had printed this out and he would give these to people because my grandpa, he, he writes in here. He, he writes in here. And this, this is, I, I took my grandpa's um, file, got it from my dad. My dad helped put it in the right scripture verses because we had it in New King James. And you can't print New King James verses. Like there's a bunch of scripture verses in here. Scripture, scripture, scripture. You can't reprint them because they call that, um, you know, like that's illegal to do. So it has to be public domain, which the King James version is public domain. So my dad helped me get the file in King James. King James, good old King James. Still advancing the kingdom. Ha ha. Ha So I, I got my, um, got, this, got this book, this healing and deliverance uh, book and republishing it on Amazon. So anyone in the world can get this book. Look at, look, I want you to see, I, I wrote a little forward in it. That's, that's the only thing that I changed from my grandpa's book. Just wrote a forward in of it, it so I could republish it. And, but here's, here's what my grandpa says. This is coming from my grandpa. He, he's, he died at, I think he was 87, 88. I'm trying to remember. I think he might be 87. Um, but, uh, you know, a few years ago, last, uh, I don't know, five, six years. Could have been eight years ago. It slipped my mind right now. I've, I, I'm, my, the, the timeline is a little hazy. So he's been dead a few years. He's in heaven. He's in the cloud of witnesses cheering us on. Come on. He's happy that I'm reprinting this book. You know why? Because it's his inheritance. His crown keeps getting bigger as I'm putting this out for him. But look at this. This is what he says. These scripture verses have been compiled out of a, compiled out of a desperate need. I was sick 
nigh unto death. Whoa, that's language you don't hear today. I thought and was seeking relief. I was sick, nigh unto death, I thought, and was seeking relief. So grandpa was, was dying. He was dying. Through much prayer, God directed me to his healing words. This, these scripture verses. As he prayed, my grandpa was a man of prayer, and that's another piece of his legacy that I received. But he was a man of prayer. But in prayer, God directed him to the healing scripture verses found in the scripture. Beginning in Exodus, I copied these pages of scripture on faith and healing. I read them aloud after meals, three times a day, applying the promises of God's word by the Holy Spirit against the symptoms of sickness in my body. Faith and healing began to come. I felt life and health energize my body as my mind was renewed to believe. Woo! Health and strength returned as these promises were claimed and as I abode in his word. God spoke through Isaiah himself, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Matthew 8, 17. As I believe, this health and strength returned. As I believe this, health and strength returned. I believe for myself that Jesus healed, quote, quote, all that came to him, quote. You can do the same. The scripture cannot be broken. God cannot lie. Prove him. I pray that you will. Bill Llewellyn. Oh, I love that. He writes in there and then he gives an introduction that gives some, like, some things to do about healing. It's super short. It's a small little book. And then there's probably, I don't know, I need, I probably, there's probably like 50 or more scripture verses in here, which my grandpa puts in here. And you know what, guys? You know why I did this? Because I needed a copy of this. My mom has a copy of the original, the bigger version, from my grandpa. And I had a copy, but I can't find it. So I, you know what I said? I am going to reprint my mom's copy. My dad had a file. Put it in a, a form that we can put on Amazon and then get it out there for everybody. Not making any money off it, guys. I got it. I think you, you, you literally can print it for the amount of money that I'm charging people. It's like $3.97 if you go to Amazon and hunt healing and deliverance scriptures with Bill Llewellyn or Keith Ferrante. I put it in my, in my, uh, you know, my section so people could see it more because people may not recognize my grandpa's name. But um, anyways, I'm super excited about this. Simple things on my journey of, of restoring the hearts of the fathers to the children and, you know, to break the curse off the land. I just feel as my kids are 21 and 23 and then they're in a different place in their journey in life and we're starting to relate as we're relating as adults and I'm, and I'm enjoying this, this learning, this new dynamic of, of receiving them differently, hearing them differently, having different conversations, having, being more friends, like receiving input from them, like having to navigate how to have conversations with them uh, at a different pace, even, even though there might be things that I like to see, you know, like them to hear. I might have to wait a little bit differently, think uh, like kind of strategically build connection a little bit differently, wait for permission. It's different. I never thought it this was, but I'm really enjoying this. It's created some good challenges for me to learn how to navigate, but I'm just enjoying the rich benefit I'm receiving from my kids as God's doing some amazing things in my kids. I mean, my son, he was an in and out last night leading 16 high schoolers to Jesus with one of the, the friends that, that, that's in the area that one of his new friends, and my son is just wild in the Holy Spirit and signs and wonders, power, prophecy, just witnessing, telling people about Jesus, just loving Jesus. And, and like I'm like, oh my word, this is so awesome. This makes my heart so happy. And, and seeing my daughter flourish and what God's doing in her, and she's just going after 
you know, pursuing like uh, excellence and pursuing uh, like like walking with strategic leaders to advance their vision. She does that for me. God's opening doors for her, for other people. She just got a spirit of administration on there. Excellence, prophetic grace, and it looks different. They both my kids are different and powerful, and it just I I so love it. I so love the journey. But as I've been reaching, you know, back to honor my fathers and grandfathers and great grandfathers and my spiritual fathers, God's doing something. I mean, you can see here if you're watching the YouTube, you can see this is my this is the hat, just like my my grandpa Ferranti in in Sis in Sicily. You know, I bought that in Sicily. I bought a couple from my brothers. My son's got one. And I just wanted to, I wanted to carry something that's, you know, sort of, I asked the Lord about it. Lord, what could I take back from here that would be a memorial, memorial of my, my heritage? And God told me to buy those hats. So it's, it's, it's super cool. My, my grandpa used to wear a hat like that. I actually have his hat up here. And um, so it's, it's such a cool season. It's interesting that there's, in, in, my, in my family, there's my great-grandparents. My great-grandpa first became a believer. Then my grandparents. Then my parents. Then me. Now my kids. Five generations of serving the Lord. Being zealous for God. And both sides. You know, on my, on my, uh, my mom's side, there's five generations. Her, her mom, which is, which is, you know, grandpa's, was grandpa's wife before they died that wrote this book, this book that I have right in front of me. They were both serving the Lord. And then Grandpa's, Llewellyn's mom was serving the Lord, but uh, Jesus only. So there was a Jesus only. Uh, I don't know if we'd call it a cult. I, I, I haven't really studied up on enough, but they, they believed everything was Jesus. It wasn't Holy Spirit, it wasn't Father, but Jesus only. So I don't know. But there was some measure of Jesus in that line. <laughs> We we had to you know we believe Father Son and Holy Spirit that that's super important all three three and one, um, so anyways I've I've been in this wonderful you know journey of trying to extract what I can from the great grandparents the grandparents my parents I'm interviewing my parents in this season and getting some of their stories their spiritual stories their life stories I'm putting them on video I'm archiving them I'm posting a little bit out there for people I'm just uh, it just feels like it's such a beautiful season. It's like looking back to look forward. A, a man of wisdom brings out of a storehouse new wine and old. I'm learning from my son and my daughter and, and the next generation and, and old and young, like the new wineskin, as well as looking back to get some of the old nuggets as well and, and, and not losing anything. And I remember this word someone gave me that I would be a part of like redeeming the nuggets from the prophets all the way, thousands of years back, not just a few, you know, a hundred years, which I honored like the last hundred years, but like it's such a rich, I love it. I love finding a nugget here and a nugget there and a nugget there and just pulling it into today, the truth that people fought for, sometimes 20, 30, 50 years probably to get certain things. And this one is from my grandpa, this book. Hey, get this book on Amazon. It's only like, it's it's like, Less than $4, maybe with a couple bucks shipping. It's like six bucks or so or six or seven bucks. You could get it to your house. And, you know, I have literally been putting this book where where people need healing. I'm whacking them with it. I'm just like, be healed. It's like got an anointing on it. I, just my faith. I, I mean, I literally just feel the faith. And it's it's similar. I mean, like right here. I, I can't remember if I've shown you this. Uh, if, if, you, if you're watching on the YouTube, you can see this. But right here, like 
not this, not that there's a square on this piece of plastic in within this plastic bag here, but right here, um, I don't know if you can see that, guys. Right here is a small, a small sliver, uh, a seed of Smith Wigglesworth's Bible. Smith Wigglesworth's original Bible. Can you see that right there, guys? All right, if you're if you're online, you can't see it. Uh, if you're uh, on podcast, but if in person you can see it, and I've whacked people with this, be healed, be healed, be healed, and I'm releasing that over you guys. Be healed in Jesus' name, and from my and this is a spiritual father to so many. Smith Wigglesworth raised people from the dead out of healing. He was a healing general, and just I release healing over you. And I from my grandpa who had many people got healed around his ministry, and he would give hundreds of these books away for free. Just be healed, be healed, be healed. I just release that inheritance to you. A, uh, you know, a, a righteous person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. It's not always physical. It's spiritual. And I've got, you know, I've got some books and I've, I've given some to my son and he's, he gave them all away yesterday already. He went and gave them away. Even though it's in King James language, guys, it's in the flowery language of King James. But it's still powerful. I so love this. Woo! It's nothing that you couldn't find in scripture for yourself, but it's just written in a way that it just impacts me. Jeremiah 30, 17, right out of this book, for I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. I mean, I don't use these anymore, but I get it. Thank you, Jesus, you'll restore health unto me, and everyone watching and listening to this podcast, you will heal them of their wounds, saith the Lord. Come on, that's potent. That's powerful. Say it to the Lord, I will heal you of your wounds. Woo! Jeremiah 32, 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh, of all physical. Is there anything too hard for me? Come on, receive that. Can he not heal you? Can he not heal your body? Can he not heal your mind? Can he not heal your spirit? Can he not heal things that the doctors say cannot be healed? I so love this. Whoa, here's another one right out of here. Surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Come on, say it with me. Thank you, Jesus. With your stripes, I'm healed. Like I'm receiving the healing from Jesus right out of the scriptures, right out of the word of God. But then I'm receiving the layer from the word of God and then from my grandpa's testimony. The testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. This is my grandpa's testimony. He used this. And God healed him and brought him from death back to life. And I remember hearing my grandpa many times sharing to people, sharing stories to me. Keith, this person we prayed for. This person we gave this book to. This, I mean, this was a part of his ministry. He, they, would, they, would, they would buy and, and, and give away Gideon, you know, Bibles with the Gideon ministry. He would give away these, these little booklets. He had deliverance, a deliverance ministry. He, he would see people prophesied over, delivered. I mean, wow, my grandpa was a prophet and didn't even know it. Did not even call himself that. But I look back now knowing it's like, Matt, wow, my grandpa was a prophet. And I'm so thankful, guys, that you're here on this call. Just catching this, guys. Honor your fathers and mothers in the faith. Honor your mother. I mean, guys, I was I was over in um, I was over in Reading last week over at Bethel, which I have a long history with. Twenty, oh, probably uh, 
24, 25 years now, I've, I've been connected to, to Bethel. I, I, I was against them in the late 90s, and then God rocked me. I met Bill Johnson, and, and I, got, I got turned from against to for the move of God, stepped into the joy, the prophetic, the deliverance, met Chris Valentin shortly thereafter. He became a mentor of Heather and I. We'd go see him every couple months. He'd come to our church. And I had, you know, 10 or 11 years where Chris was closely mentoring us. And then he started sending invitations the next five or six years to speak on his behalf when he couldn't speak places. or And, and like God opened up such a legacy. And the Lord told me years ago, he said, Keith, you'll never not need Chris. And even though our paths are different now, we sometimes may not see him for a year. I usually text him two or three times a year to say hi, thinking about you, appreciate you, love you. You know, something simple, but got to see, uh, went to over to Bethel because Heather's like, you know, what? you need to get over there and you just honor Chris and Dan Owen. Went over there and man, just, just the act of being there. I wasn't on the speaking slot. I paid my way. I paid, you know, like 5,000 bucks to be there that week to go to the events, to, you know, get a house, to have my family there, to rent, you know, rent a car, rent, you know, all that stuff. Like I put, uh, but I'm like, you know what? This is honor. I'm honoring, even by just putting the dollars down. I'm just coming. I have nothing in store. I, I have no expectation. I'm just coming to receive. And, and man, God opened up an amazing door to another country. And I know that's in connection to staying in honor with Chris. And, uh, and, and it's like, you know, it's just sometimes we don't even realize honor keeps the flow of life coming. Even, even I, I receive, even if I'm not someone's natural born child, if I'm their spiritual son, uh, or if you're their spiritual son or daughter, you still get a reward by being connected in heart with someone. It's beautiful. I've seen it. I saw it again this week. I'm like, wow, Lord, you're incredible how th this spiritual principle is so beautiful, so important, such a wonderful mystery, like even just connecting with someone, just being around someone, just receiving from them, just honoring them, what that could do, even if you don't get something from them, even though you don't ask them for anything. I see a lot of times people are trying to ask spiritual fathers for things, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's like, you know what, just be. Just be, it's enough. There's, there's a flow that comes in, in, in the family legacy. And guys, every one of us is supposed to be receiving and giving. You can be giving spiritual legacy to those around you. By being intentional about it. I love seeing the flow go to my children and the spiritual sons and daughters around me that God has entrusted me to walk with. It's such a beautiful thing. It's such an amazing day to be alive, guys. I'm just, I feel so rich, so full, so vibrant. So man, guys, just wanted to come on here. Hope you're doing well. Come on, advance the kingdom. Use your prophetic eyes to see what's in your fathers and your great your grandfathers and your great grandfathers that you could pull out and honor. Use your spiritual eyes to see what's in the spiritual leaders around you, pastors, leaders, apostles, prophets, mentors. Don't stumble over the stuff that you're you disagree with or you've been hurt by. Forgive them of those things. Just come out of agreement with those things. Don't let those pass down. Don't carry those things because there's nobody perfect in the Bible or here, me, nobody else. And that's the beauty of the grace of God, the mercy of God. That's why we're all here by his grace, not by perfection, guys. He doesn't even look at insecurities and blemishes the same way we do on earth. He doesn't look at those, things, those the same way in heaven. They're not seen that way. Man, so I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Share this with somebody. Let me know that you were, you, you, you're watching this and send a note to me. I'd love you to send a note somewhere in Facebook or an email or something. And man, let the kingdom of God come through you. Have an amazing day. Woo!